Welcome to Foster Carolinas, connecting the Carolinas to voices of foster care. L-O-T, the place I want to be. Come and sit down, have a foster chat with me. Okay, guys, I apologize. You haven't seen me in a couple months. There have been some extenuating circumstances where I really hyped you up for this series of the podcast and did not deliver. But <laughs> it was just a delayed delivery. We're here now with Michaela, one of my very favorite people to talk to. And she is going to kick off our series in the what is making a difference, what made a difference from quote unquote, the horse's mouth, someone who's lived it, someone who knows exactly what we're talking about, has lived experience, and um, we want to hear from them. So we want to wrap this year up with hearing about how we can continue to make a difference that truly is impactful, not just makes us feel good, because that is the last thing that I want to do. And I know that that's the last thing that a lot of people want to do. So, Michaela, hello. Hello. Will you reintroduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Michaela Reinhardt. I am a family recruitment specialist with Children's Home Society of North Carolina. I'm also a former foster youth. Uh, I was in the system half of my childhood before I aged out of foster care after over 15 placements. Um, And I was adopted as an adult by a a former one-on-one worker um, that had a part in my role um, as a therapist. a a part in my life. Her role was a therapist um, at the very beginning of my foster care journey. Um, And that role with her just kind of switched over a long period of time from being a therapist to being a mentor. um, And then really just becoming a a foster parent. And now I'm forever mom. So awesome. Thank you for that. Um, So my first question is going to be, and this is going to be very, um, it's not going to be as interviewed as it was the last time. Um, Me and you do very well just conversating. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to do. But my first leading question is what, looking back, when you were a child going through the system, what made a difference? What is something that you can look back and you say, nope, that is a time where I felt seen, heard, and loved? Yes. So I think it was really... um, a lot of the times the education that people had. Um, I think that when people were really, really educated, it really helped me um, and just being able to talk to them. It, it built this level of trust that, okay, this is why this is probably happening. And I'm not a lot different than many other uh, people out here. Um, I just ended up in this situation. And I think that when people take the time to really, really educate themselves before they become deeply involved and invested and being active role and having an active role in a child that is experiencing foster care's life, um, it makes a big difference. It's not just I'm coming in to save you Mm -hmm. and I'm super uneducated about Mm -hmm. everything you've been through and then they may have great intentions but it just kind of causes more trauma in Mm -hmm. the end that is a wonderful answer so I 
I do I see that like in myself too like as I've as I've been here and learning it's there's somebody who was on the podcast over the summer Shaq Hardy mm-hmm. he's a speaker um he's from uh he lives in Tennessee I think he's from here um anyway he said you can't you can't fix everything mm-hmm. you're not going to be everything to everybody Mm-mm. and fix everything you're not going to be that fixed but you can be a part of a solution to a problem like but not the solution you're never going to be the solution but i think a lot of times people come in here so well-intentioned so well-intentioned and but but lack that understanding and i can assume so tell us i want to know where you would suggest people getting that education from what does that look like is that trauma-informed care is that um just listening to podcasts like this is it listening to um people who've lived experience is all of it tell me what you think that looks like yeah i think that coming into child welfare you have to first understand that no situation is a one size fit all Mm -hmm. um and so you have to understand how to really delegate and say okay i need to put my eggs in this basket with this child um, and then just kind of some eggs in this basket and eggs in this basket. So maybe that comes from TBRI training, uh, which tr- is trauma-informed training. Maybe that comes from um, working one-on-one with a therapist or doing group therapy. Um, maybe that comes from really collaborating with the guardian at litem, um, the therapist, the social worker, um, learning about shared parenting, learning about what's going on with biological family and that they are not um, always the aggressor in the situation and it's really easy to judge biological family Um, but you really have to be educated on maybe what biological family has been through Mm -hmm. um, and really become informed on shared parenting and things like that in certain situations whereas other situations shared parenting may not be safe Mm -hmm. or may not be realistic so it's really understanding that no child is a one-size-fit-all no situation is a one-size-fit-all but you kind of have to have open doors and open mind and be willing to say, okay, now with this situation, I'm going to be able to delegate in this way Mm -hmm. um, and really reach out to my support people um, to see what next step I can take. Um, Because it's so easy just to get stressed out and um, feel like there's so much on your plate and just say, forget it all. I'm just going to lose my mind. I mean, mm-hmm. I even do that now as a mom sometimes. And I'm like, whoa, I need to, my kids deserve for me to really be invested in them. If that means I have to put one in some type of therapy or, or play therapy or speech therapy or whatever, um, and they're not even in foster care, then we can't hold a different standard to kids who are in foster care as well. That's that's extremely true. Um, I got like a, when you were talking, I was like, okay, our ears need to be bigger than our mouths mm-hmm. or, and we, our response time needs to be slower than the next thing we can do. And it's take, take time because like the child is also not going to be able to tell you exactly what they need when they need it because they don't know if you give them a minute to just sit like, like let's all sit together let's all get to know each other it's so unnatural maybe to it might be the right word I don't know to meet somebody need to step into this role with them you're immediately you're in their house you're living with them and 
you can't you can't expect somebody to take the amount of time you think they need to take right. to get to know you and get to warm up to you. Mm-hmm. And so so just what I'm hearing is take a minute, mm-hmm. ease into it, ease everybody into it. The the caregiver included. Caregiver, guardian and like it takes a minute to build relationships. Mm-hmm. So build the relationships. Listen before you speak. Listen before you take action mm-hmm. and see is this really based on what's going to help or what I want to do right here in this moment. Mm-hmm. Is that do you, is that what is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and you can't be on defense mm-hmm. as a a foster parent mm-hmm. or even so even someone who's not a foster parent but they're directly working with a child, you cannot be on defense. Mm-hmm. Like um behaviors equal trauma and equal communication and just understanding all of that um, and not being on defense and taking things personal is so big. Uh, when I was in care, I think that it was so funny now looking back that they tried probably four different therapists in my first group home. And I ran probably every single one of them off except for the last one. She ended up uh, moving away. Um, and then they had no choice but to put me into equine therapy, which was with horses. And it was the most amazing therapy I had ever had. And it worked so well with me. Um, and it did something to my brain like that regular therapy had never done. Um, and it's there's something about working with animals that can't speak. Um and having to try to get them to like go through obstacles and uh, in, in some ways be resilient of things that are happening around them and working with a stranger um, and they can't even speak, you know. Um, and so I think me as a child who was in foster care working with horses that couldn't even speak to me and I would get frustrated with them um, and then have to learn how to not get frustrated with them as a child in foster care was so therapeutic for me it was it taught me so much um and it was something that worked with me way beyond what regular therapy ever could or ever did and so it took a lot of of trial and error to figure that out about myself and for the people around me to to figure that out um but I'm thankful that nobody gave up on me in that Mm -hmm. process um and that they actually found something that worked Um, and then oddly enough, that set me up to be more successful in regular therapy moving forward. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a interesting experience with equine therapy. That's great. I love that that was like the catalyst to doing better in, in like, you know, the normal type setting of therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish equine therapy was more normal. Like I would love, I just see you say this. I would love to see you getting frustrated at a horse. (laughs) hilarious it's like the cutest like uh, it's like you're not you can't yell at the horse you can't be like and so it for me it almost gave me more grace for myself yeah, yeah like um and then it was also like well I guess this is probably how a foster parent feels or a group home parent feels whenever they're like trying to tell me to do something <laughs> because it's in the best interest of myself yeah. and then I don't listen so it was mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. it was so cool um and you had like time limits and time frames to get this horse through Mm -hmm. an obstacle and I would just sit there like a little 12 year old me 13 year old me getting frustrated with a horse and I didn't know what to do Uh, (laughs) um and 
it was just it was so therapeutic because sometimes yeah. all you could do was just laugh at yourself yeah. and like how are you gonna get frustrated with a horse that don't <laughs> even know you they don't know you yeah no uh-uh. <laughs> no they're a horse i love that i love that so much um i'm gonna put some resource links in our show notes because i don't think that I don't know. I I don't know if it's harder to with the busy pace of all of our lives. It's not an excuse, but the busy pace of all of our lives. I don't know how easily people know about equine therapy and trauma informed care. We are actually hosting a trauma informed care conference in January um, and whatever else that looks like to be educated, Mm -hmm. because I completely agree. I did not. I did not. I'm loved that that's your answer. I did not think that was going to be your answer. But that's (laughs) so insightful because I completely agree. Just because of my personal experience, I feel like I can actually be part of a solution because I, I, I have been forced and I have taken the like through so many years of being here. I've listened. I want to listen. I want to continue to listen. So I thank you for that. Thank you for the opportunity for people to listen to this and be able to listen mm-hmm. and hear what you have to say. And um, and I want to encourage and I will try to make that more uh, easily accessible for them in the show notes of places they can become more informed. Um, and we are going to you will be here next week. Mm-hmm. So though, we're just going to take a little pause. Um, and thank you for this episode. And we will see you next week in the next okay. episode. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us today for Foster Carolinas. Were you inspired by something you heard today? Well, we want to encourage you to make the next step, whatever that is. Everyone can do something for children in foster care. If you're not sure where to start, go to our website at www.lotcarolinas.com and see what you can do.